0: Hi guys, welcome to Late Night Sessions with Bean. I'm joined today by two financial superwomen, as I like to call them. <laughs> and they're here to save our wallets and you know, help us secure our financial futures. Jess and Benedicta, hi. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you for giving me a piece of your time. So, please introduce yourselves to the people. Uh, yeah, so I'm in the States. I'm a financial coach.
1: I run a 12 weeks to wealth program for college grads who want to get out of debt and learn really all of the things that they didn't learn growing up or in school about money. Um, and then, yeah, I just recently started helping other financial coaches kind of learn the same practice. And I am able to do this full time, which has really helped me really grow the industry.
2: So I'm Benedicta. I, I currently do uh, personal and business finance advice in the UK. Unfortunately, I'm not full-time yet, but I hope to be full-time soon. But um, in, the day, uh, in the day, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, I actually work as a management consultant in one of the big four accounting firms. And I am a qualified accountant, actually.
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: Awesome stuff. I know you're both financial coaches. But what's the difference between a financial coach and a financial planner or advisor? Yeah, that's
1: a great question. Really, the financial coaching world is still pretty largely unregulated. I think that's one of the biggest differences. We don't sell any products. We don't um, charge anything really besides just the services that we provide. And I would say typically, we're more focused on debt and kind of the everyday uh, smaller tasks where advisors are looking at potentially bigger picture stuff. You know, they could be recommending certain plans, different, yeah, yeah, more advising in that role.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say, actually, as a coach, like you say, day to day. So it's less of the, I'm going into a formal office to have a formal meeting with my mortgage advisor, you know, Mm -hmm. and more of the, oh, this person is able to help me more as a friend, as an encourager if you think about you know a coach on, with a football team or a basketball team it's not it's not the physiotherapist you know it's the one who's with you out there and kind of encouraging you every step of the way and I think it like you say it's less regulated so it's more informal um, mm-hmm. as a financial coach compared with you know like I say the big mortgage advisors or the you know the bank <laughs> bank uh, manager or something like that.
0: So, Benedicta, what services do you offer?
2: So, for me, predominantly, um, well, I say predominantly, I started out offering personal finance services in regards to, number one, having a personalized budget for a 12-month period, which I call basic budgeting. But I also have the debt attack service, which is, again, mm-hmm. you know, looking at how to get out of debt and making a personalized plan individuals to make sure that they you know stick to have something to stick to and they have a Mm -hmm. target and a goal in mind but more recently especially with my accounting i have branched out into actually providing similar services but for businesses so helping them to do their cash flow forecasting pricing and profitability to make sure that their their business you know has the right numbers to survive as well similarly to like an individual every business has its beginning days and it might need to get some money to borrow it might you know in the in the early days people are still trying to figure it out so just like i help individuals i also help small businesses do similar things and Jess?
1: I help small businesses really get the back end of their business straightened out. A lot of entrepreneurs are great at making money, but when it comes to the details and you know tracking the money, that's really where they typically struggle. So I kind of came in, helped them with the admin stuff, and then my bookkeeping clients were saying, hey, this is great. You've revolutionized my business, but my personal finances are still a mess. And so that's kind of when the light bulb went off for me of like, hey, people need this just in their everyday lives. And that's really what I started to fall in love with was helping people get their personal money straightened out um, and just seeing the growth and confidence and really just their desire and their Their dreams, them kind of figuring out that their dreams aren't stupid. You know, they they've got the the steps and really they've they've got the guidance that they need to get to that next level. And so I love seeing those transformations. Um, I still do some bookkeeping. I still love the small business aspect of it. But like I said, I've really fallen in love, I think, with the personal finance, too.
0: So, you said mostly coaches focus on debt. So, every time we talk about debt, I keep hearing this word credit score. Credit score. I have no idea what a credit score is. So, Benedicta, maybe you can chop that down for me. What is the credit score and why is it so important?
2: (laughs) So, in simple English, I normally say your credit score is your financial history. And financial history in the sense that it tells us how you've been with money, you know, since, I guess, since the first time you had a bank account. Mm -hmm. How you, you know, pay your bills or don't pay your bills. (laughs) How you borrow or don't borrow. To what extent you know it's your it's your financial history it's important yeah. because whilst on one hand you actively encourage people to not have consumer debt you know things like credit cards for like shoes and clothes and liabilities you do in you know in life you do tend to need debt for buying assets like for example your house and yeah. so your credit score is important because depending on how well your history portrays you it will determine whether you will get a high interest rate or a low interest rate when you go for a mortgage for example it will also determine whether you even get approved or not Um, you know and also how much the banks or you know the the mortgage institutions will be willing to lend to you so you've got the two-sided coin so on one hand yes don't go into debt you know don't go around trying to apply for all the credit cards in the world but on the other hand Mm -hmm. you know we have to be realistic and we know that big things especially for example we both talked about business here you know as a business you might want to invest when you want to invest in your business you might want to take out a personal loan to do that or even if you want to open up a business account they will look at you as the director of the business and say what is this person like with money if this person is not good, the banks are unlikely. I was speaking to a client yesterday who was telling me, you know, they were unable to open up a business account because of their Mm. personal credit score, because the bank doesn't trust them. So Mm. yeah, in summary, that's what a credit score is. And there's all different factors. I'm sure Jesse can can point us out on the different things that add up to your credit score or not.
0: Yeah. and And how you can even improve it. Yes. Just in case you have a bad one.
1: Yeah. So improving your credit score. One of the things that I really focus on is making sure that all the payments are on time. I think late payments, missed payments those things are going to ding your credit score more than anything else. And really over half of your credit score is dependent on two components, which is crazy. A lot of people don't know that there's five components total, but over half Mm -hmm. of your score just comes down to two things. And one is payment history. So making sure your payments are on time. And then the other one is how much credit you have available and how much you are utilizing. So if the bank loans, you you know, like $12,000 on a credit card and you're not using any of it or you're using a very small percentage of it, that's actually good for your credit score because the banks say, hey, they were able to loan them quite a bit and they're not maxing it out. They're not using a high percentage of it. Yeah. And so that helps your credit score out a lot as well. But that's one of the first things we do is you can run your, your credit report for free. And if there's any fraudulent transactions on there you want to get those off and then if there's any late payments or missed payments making sure that everything is up to date getting stuff out of collections that's really going to help boost your credit score at the end of the
0: the day. That's the first step that you need to take. Mm.
1: Yes yeah run your free credit report and then just make sure all the information is correct if it's correct make sure you get those late payments off of there.
0: Okay, and then you can build from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty you know, sounds but I don't
0: Think it's that easy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's
1: so daunting because people don't know. There's a lot of mixed information out there. But it, really, if you focus on those two things, you'll have a good credit score, and then you can fix, you know, a couple of the further details to really max out the mm-hmm. the best that your credit score could be
0: um benedicta if you can give us just three quick tips on how to save each month for anyone and everyone
2: um so number one make sure you have a budget at the end of the day if you don't know how much money you are making and how much you are spending how do you determine how much you can afford to save um Mm. so number one have a budget in place number two always make sure that you allocate all of your money so having a budget that will help you do that anyway but basically if you have less less expenses than you have yeah. um, your income, don't just leave the rest of that money, you know, sitting in your bank account or, you know, wherever, make sure you allocate it. So for example, you, de- you decide that it's gonna be savings. But above all of these, I would say for saving, make sure that you save before all other things there's this um phrase that they talk about paying yourself first paying yourself first means that you give to yourself before you then start paying other companies for your tv your light your gas whatever it is make sure Mm -hmm. you pay yourself first and the way you pay yourself first is by saving for yourself for your today for your tomorrow for your future people tend to think that savings is something that you do after you know after you've taken care of all the bills but actually saving should be one of the first things that you do and then Mm -hmm. the other thing that i would say to help you with your savings so that's four now one for free i would say <laughs> that you should automate if you automate you don't need to worry about it put a, a standing we call them a standing order in the uk i'm not sure where people are going to be listening to this from but <laughs> so basically it's like a direct debit a standing order you go to your bank you say to them every month i want i don't know 20 pounds 20 dollars, 20 euros to go straight <laughs> into my bank account without me even thinking about it when you have yeah. your savings automated like a bill That way, you don't forget to
0: do it. Mm, Awesome stuff. And Jess, I need you to give me things that we can skimp on so that we have a thriving budget. Because Benedicta spoke about having a budget. Mm -hmm. So in order to have that, what are the things that you'd recommend we skimp on?
1: Absolutely. So one of the things that I really preach is for my clients to prioritize what they love and really do away with the best you can have what you want but you can't have everything right so if if going out to eat is really really important to you if that's how you bond as a family if that you know then do that but maybe forego something else that's not as important to you like maybe buying new clothes or buying new whatever it might be makeup accessories whatever so I think prioritizing something that you can skimp on is like the stuff that you're not Prioritizing. That's not a priority to you. If subscriptions, if you don't really care about that, TV, I've got some friends that like they just don't watch TV and that saves them a lot in subscriptions every month. And one of the things that it's easy to get burnt out on is if you're constantly doing away with and like cutting corners on things that are really important to you. You're going to run out of steam. You're going to run out of motivation, mm-hmm. but really c- cut corners where you don't care. <laughs> if, <laughs> if it's something that's not really important to you, then definitely skimp on it. Then those. cut it out. Yeah. Mm.
2: I think Jesse said it all. It's not about, you know, having the worst life ever, you know, I'm saving, so therefore I can't go Mm. anywhere, I can't eat out, I can't go on holiday, no. (laughs) It's just about choosing what you want to do. Um, And I think the other key thing is planning for it. So one of the key tips that I always recommend for people is, let's say you do wanna go on a luxury holiday or you do wanna buy, you know, that fancy dress that's probably a bit expensive, rather than just going out and using your credit card, let's say that dress costs a hundred pounds, You can just divide that into four and save intentionally towards it so you can still afford your luxury item it's just that you're making sure you've done it within your means as Mm -hmm. opposed to going into debt for it so you can split that dress into rather than four monthly payments like the lenders would want you to do split it into four saving four months of saving 25
0: pounds or 25 dollars yeah financial advice that you have ever received as a kid and as as, yeah. as a businesswoman now, <laughs> as a coach.
1: It's so hard to pick one, but I think one that I've really grabbed onto and one that I definitely preach on YouTube and on my website is that you can't work your way into wealth. There's not enough hours in a day for us to work enough, Mm. work enough hours. There's not enough days in our lives to Mm. work that we can like make millions of dollars strictly from our workplace. You have to at some point turn your mindset from working for money to making your money work for you yes through investing and getting your money into the market and creating other streams of income creating that passive income for you um and earning a return on your money the exponential growth that you that people get through investing it that's a non-negotiable when building wealth and i think that that's one of the biggest really most valuable pieces of advice that i've heard
2: totally for me, yes. Yeah. For me, I would say it's not necessarily maybe the best, but it's the one that I think has stuck with me probably because it was the first time that someone actually spoke to me about money and, you mm. know, thinking, thinking about it in the right way. And so even everything I've done since, you know, since then has been based on this, um, this first piece of advice, which was make sure that you give every single pound or every single cent a name or an assignment or, you know, basically there should be no money. that's just there for I don't know you know it needs to every pound should have a an assignment that it's going to do, whether it's going to investing or it's going to pay your bills, or it's going to be saved, make sure every month you are telling your money what you want it to do. Don't just Because if it doesn't have a
0: name, then you're probably just going to spend it on anything. Exactly, and you don't Mm -hmm. even know what
2: you spent it on, or you spent it on Mm -hmm. something that wasn't even that important. And when in hindsight, actually you would have preferred to spend it, you know, on something that you cared about more. So yeah, just making sure that you assign every penny, every single month, even if you don't get paid monthly, however your money comes in make sure that every single penny that does come your way has a name basically
0: yeah Mm -hmm. okay so should one of the listeners need financial coaching or like want to have a financial session with you Mm -hmm. how does that look like is it virtual is it personal and where can they find the information and your services
1: Great question. So it's fun having all three of us on this call just being in completely like you said Benedicta different time zones like I was yeah. and yeah, I've actually had a couple international clients and that has been so much fun just to get to know them and their culture, you know, changing the currency honestly is the least of our worries. Like if that's the <laughs> issue, then it's it's not yeah. few, basically. And so yeah, I absolutely love having international clients. I do meet with all my clients through Zoom, so it's very accessible as long as you've got an internet connection. Basically, everything else that we do one to one does transfer over very nicely, and we really steer away from behavior modification, and we focus on the habits and making sure that my clients have solid habits, so that after we're done. Mm working together they still have a lot of the results and they can continue to make progress I love it when clients come back to me months and even years later and say hey I, I'm i debt free now I finished paying off my car I finished paying off this yeah. and, that. and that is so like that brings me to tears every time because it's it works you know it's a repeatable process and yeah. the results are undeniable so I absolutely love that and yeah my website is the best place financialcoachjess.com to find more information on the program and all of that as well
0: and your youtube channel
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, on youtube financial coach jess Mm -hmm.
0: yeah um, for me, the uh, again, the
2: website is Benny Ratio Finances or Instagram is also a good place. Ben- Benny Ratio Finances, that's B-E-N-I, Ratio and Finances. And for me, yes, the services are all virtual. So they are all via Zoom. So that means that, you know, any con- any country, any time zone, the-, the thing I focus on more is understanding. So for me, when you have the understanding, I think that the rest of it will follow. Mm. You would naturally want to do the right thing because you understand how everything works and you're not doing it because it's just a set of rules, do this, don't do that you know, it's more about understanding and for me, the personalised aspect, there is, I always say there's no one size fits all, at the end of the day if you're a mum with two kids you know, and you don't you know one income and then you've got somebody else who's got no kids but they've got a high income you can't just do a copy paste those two situations so for me Mm. it's very much about understanding you understanding where you're at and similar to what Jess said earlier knowing what's important to you I might want to always go on holiday every year somebody else might just want to have live in the right size house so you know we will make the decisions and I'll do the personal plans understand where you're at and make sure that it's in line with your personal goals and ambitions. So that is what we do at Venue Asho Finances.
0: (laughs) Nice. You packed it up into something short and sweet, but very informative. Yeah. (laughs) So before we go, what's your one tip? Now I want you to give the advice, just one piece of advice to our millennials out there on saving money or just on how to handle money and you know secure their financial future?
1: I think my one piece of advice would be to not be afraid to invest in yourself I think for the longest time especially early on in my entrepreneurial journey it's very intimidating putting out you know a thousand thousands of dollars sometimes to get the help that you need but Mm -hmm. the best guidance, the best mentorship, all of that is going to come with skin in the game. And so not afraid to invest in yourself to take that leap of faith. And I've made really, really good investments. And I've made really, really bad investments. And I know it's scary, because when you do it, obviously, you're hoping for the best, but you don't know what's going to happen. But really, just like do do the research, look at the testimonials, look at the referrals, and look at specifically what help you need and what solutions they're providing um, and just not being afraid to to invest in yourself to take yourself to the next level it's so so disheartening for me when i meet people you know in their 40s and in their 50s and they're thinking and saying to me i wish i had taken the leap earlier you know that's their biggest regret mm-hmm. i wish i had invested in myself i wish i'd gotten my finances right in my 20s and in my 30s and it's so sad because that that's the one thing we can't go back. You know, we can't time travel. We can't make up lost time. And (laughs) if you make a bad, you know, a thousand dollar, two thousand dollar investment, you can make the money back. Like it's it is what it is. But if you wait and you're afraid and you let the fear creep in and take over, you can't get that time back. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is just to invest in yourself, not being afraid to put the money out there and get the skin in the game that you need in order to pay off the debt and get to the next level.
2: And for me, I think for millennials, my piece of advice would be to say, think about the long run and not just now. Um, mm. And I know we all love to have fun. I like to have fun, but um, <laughs> we need to do it with the future in mind, um, because I think what happens similar to what Jessica said, you know, you then reach like 35, 40 and you realize, okay, I'm going to be 50 in a couple of years' time. And <laughs> what do I actually have, you know, to show for it? Um, and when you finally realize, you don't want to feel like it's too late. Um, and so, therefore, when you think, when you want, when you look back to your 20s and your 30s, you still want to feel like you had fun, but you still want to feel like you did the right thing to set yourself up for, you know, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, and retirement ultimately. So have fun but still think about the future. That would be my financial advice. You know, for every penny that you're spending on, 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 the, on the YOLO life, <laughs> make sure that you have another penny that is spent, you know, on the future life, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff. I was listening with big ears. Thank you so much for the advice. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your time with me, ladies.
2: No problem. You're
0: welcome. Yeah. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you. I really hope you guys enjoyed that back to back of Money Talks with on the previous episode, Skilled Finances, Tando and Lindy. And on this episode, Jess and Benedicta. So I hope you guys learned a lot because I learned so much. All the information that you need is in both description boxes. And as usual, i'm not leaving you guys empty-handed i'm leaving you guys with Sandela by lloyd soul enjoy have a blessed weekend i will catch you guys on the flip side for your sunday shares stay safe from your bean with the biggest biggest biggest
3: Every time I'm with you, baby, I know you're the one. You're the one.